Hurry, spaces for Connect are going super fast. Click the Connect icon in your Pioneerx Pharmacy software so that you don't miss the premier pharmacy event of this summer. Your business depends on it. Click, pack, grab your boots. I'll see you in Nashville. We are on a mission. A mission to save and revitalize independent pharmacy. On the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast, you'll get actionable business advice. Hear stories from industry leaders. And share a laugh or two with us. Fuel your passion for pharmacy. One conversation at a time. Four. Three. Two. One. Ignition. Welcome to the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Key, president of Pioneer X. And today I'm here with my co-host, Marsha. Hi, I'm Marsha Bivens, director of marketing for Pioneer X. Our guest today is Phil Cowley. TikTok sensation fills my pharmacist with over 815,000 followers and 4.2 million likes from his post. I'm kind of fangirling here. So Phil, welcome. So glad to meet you. Glad we finally got this got this together. Been looking forward to it. We were more prepared yesterday. Marsha was watching TikToks and I was okay, so mildly for me, I'm kind of fangirling right now because um it was like a <laughs> lazy Sunday morning. Um I got up and I was like, I'm just gonna TikTok. I'm not gonna go to the gym quite right now. And I'm sitting there and I come across one of yours and I'm like, pharmacist, okay, wow, really cool. And then I look at your following and I'm like, wow, he's really blowing up. And I'm like, wait a minute, what pharmacy is he with? Is he one of ours? And I'm like, he's one of ours and he's really cool. We have to have him. I want him on the, and so I'm like texting Madison on a Sunday morning. I was like, we need him on the podcast. And so I was getting a little more familiar with some of your other episodes. And, um, I guess a really good, and I'm going to throw it out there for everybody, kind of a success story for one of your, um, TikToks is, um, my husband and my son both got COVID in the January spread or spike. And Mark was having the hardest time breathing. And he was starting to complain that, oh, my chest is starting to feel tight. My back is starting to feel tight. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. He did a COVID TikTok. And so I went back and I got the nasal cord. I got the inhaler. I got everything. And it's like, once I gave him that inhaler, an hour later, he's like, I feel different. I can actually breathe. And I mean, I had them lined up with everything that other doctors and other pharmacists had recommend, but the inhaler was the lifesaver for Mark. Well, the funny thing about that is I can't take a lot of credit for that. Using racemic epinephrine for viral pneumonia, pneumonia, that's like been forever. That's what they use for kids for croup. That's what they use everything else. It was just a matter of taking information that anybody could get on the internet yeah. And putting it in a consumable way. See, the problem you have is people can't consume the information in order to understand what they do. So I, I just had to take what was out there for a hundred years and put it consumable for people. Yep. I just feel like he should be leaning across the counter. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make it. It's a brand thing. Like this is part of the whole deal. Yep. You got to yeah. have a place you sit. You got to have how you sit it. You got to yep. lean. That's part of the whole deal. It's a brand. I'm sure. You have your brand too. Like you're like, nope, this has to be right here or yeah, it's not right. Yeah, and you've right. done a great job of that. Well, thank you so much. I'm really glad to be here. And again, 
Sorry, it took so much to get here. <laughs> oh yeah, I, we we certainly understand. No, we we completely the, understand the world today. So mm-hmm. yes. Well, I'm just like all everybody else that's listening. I just had I had to be at work yesterday. There wasn't a lot of choice. Like yep. most of our lives in work, you just have to be there because you can't find labor and you have to work twice as hard. So yep. Yeah, it's it's crazy to see how the labor market. I, I was talking to somebody just the other day, and it, it wasn't a year ago. We were looking at pharmacist um, pay going down and, you know, uh, our, our uh, VP of clinical strategy, even in the last couple of years talking about how, you know, pharmacists are getting paid less. Can you believe what they're getting paid? CVS is offering this for pharmacists and stuff like that. And now all of a sudden we blink and there's a shortage. You know, what happened? You know, they, they all just decide to do something else. But I, I think they came out of that discussion saying, hey, you know, a lot of them moved into other non-traditional roles. And there's been this yeah. realization across the world that pharmacists are valuable. Like, oh, wow. And I'm going to put one in my doctor's practice. I'm going to put one in my this. I'm going to put one in here. And so I, I think they're, they're filtering out of more of a retail environment. Or they took a step back like you did years ago and went, you know, I want to make the practice better. And they, they went back into teaching. And, and right. they left practicing and they just said, I'm, I'm going to teach the next generation of pharmacists and, and make them better. Labor is always based off of value, too. And mm-hmm. so I think what happened is they didn't realize what a lot of places didn't realize. They thought, well, well, let's cut a pharmacist out. Then we can save some money. And then the value from whatever they were doing was removed. And then they couldn't get them back because people had moved on. And I think that's part of it as well. Right. Yep. Well, tell us a little bit of the story of Phil. So how did how, how did Phil get into pharmacy? The short, the short version, because we, it's not that long. Um, I actually was trying to figure out which medical field I wanted to go into because I didn't like a lot of the other subjects that I was doing, and chemistry came easy. And I was looking at either pharmacy or becoming a doctor. And I had two doctors' wives say, "Check with your wife before you become an ER doctor. It's a miserable life." On the same day, <laughs> right. so that scared that one day scared me away from it. Just those two women. They just they <laughs> that said, was the turning point. "Yeah, you better check with her." So. <laughs> So I went into pharmacy. It's been 20 years now that I'll be open this year. And um, we went into pharmacy. And the, the last day I took my, my last test that I took, I drove two hours up north and I signed a lease on the building to start my own pharmacy. So I wow. jumped right into the game, nice. which is the way I do things. I kind of jump in. I'm not very good at waiting. I just either jump in or walk away. So we ran the store for 19 years up here and then 2020 came and we were inside of a uh, hospital and the doctors quit seeing patients except for telehealth. Mm. So you can imagine what happened to the business. We went down and down and down and we held on and I thought, well, once, I mean, how long can this last? That's all I kept thinking is how long can this last? Right. And some, some of my colleagues, they were killing it because they were, they had drive up windows and they had this, that, and the other, and they were really, really going. And mine was just diving. So then last year in January, we saw a, another trend that showed us that we kept on decreasing in revenue. So come June, I looked at it in the first two quarters of the years, we'd lost money. Um, and I said, well, I can't keep doing what I'm doing. Yep. This isn't going to work. And I had a friend who asked me to be in a video for fitness stuff. And I said, he said, you're, you're the demographic I need. And I said, so you need an old guy that still can move. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> So he took so I went and shot this this video for him. And when I was there, I met somebody that was helping small businesses start in social media. I'm like, hey, I think I could do this. And that's the real shortened version of how we got started into social media. That was our first post on Instagram was July 1st of last year. Okay. 
And our first post on TikTok was on August, on October 16th. So in 2021. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking brand, brand new with all of this stuff. That's crazy that you've jumped up to the amount of followers and like over four point, what, four, two, four, four point two million likes that that's nuts. And It, it was way crazy. And you should see how many messages and comments and, and how much it's, you know, adjusted my lifestyle a little bit with it. I mean, we're not making a lot of money with it yet, but that has to do with the fact I'm 46 and I don't make rash decisions on finances anymore because the offers have come. I like being older doing it because I don't feel, people ask if it makes things different and it really doesn't because I just do it for fun and I don't, I mean, come on, I'm 46. How far am I? A 46 year old pharmacist, how far am I really going to go is what I keep telling myself. So, yeah. So, so, but your pharmacy is still in the doctor's office. Yeah, it's yep. still in the, it's in with the clinics. Um, we went from being 12% down to 17% up from July to December. Nice. Okay. So things turning back around. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing much better now. Now the problem is, is that we went from, you know, we've got staffing issues and then now we're trying to, anybody who owns a pharmacy knows that growth can be just as hard on you as when it shrinks. Cause you've got to figure out how, and everything's so tight now you have to manage every bit of it right. or you can be busier and lose money. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, Marsha and I are going to be your direction in two weeks. In two weeks, roughly, uh, Salt Lake City. So we're thinking about It'll maybe we might then. swing by and <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'd check love out to come pharmacy. by and, and visit you and and see what all you're doing in your pharmacy and and answer any questions that we could we can. I mean, we love to do pharmacy visits um, and look at what people are doing and how they're doing it and answer questions and go wait 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 why are we making you do this? That's an extra button. So it helps us. It, it gives us a little insight into programming adjustments. I think it's great. And it's also, you could come in and show me, say, okay, why are you doing that too? Not only why, yeah. you know. Yep. Why, I, what, I've had that happen dude. before, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. I like people coming in and visit. I like, I'd love to see you. So so how is, so one of the things, I think it's super creative marketing and, and your TikToks are patient focused, which is great. The piece I love is that you're, is that you don't see that in a lot of pharmacists is that, they don't, they don't know how to reach out to their community and you're still behind the counter and you're reaching patients. And I love that. What have, do you think that's had an effect on your pharmacy business though? Do you think you've had some patients come in because they saw you on TikTok? Oh, every day. Every day. Okay. So that's part of that 17%. Oh, almost all of it comes from that. Like every day we'll have three to five people call up and say, Hey, I saw your piece on sleep. And I can see that you care about your patients. Huh. And mm-hmm. so I want to transfer my medications. I had one transfer from an hour away. Wow. And she said, I've been right, watching your TikToks. I like how you're doing it. And the best part about this is, is normally when we build business, it has to do with contracts or going out. And this one has to do with patients. So the patients already have a connection with the pharmacist. So you start out with that mm-hmm. rather than have to build that over six months or eight months. And then they change jobs and their insurance cover and they leave. These are people who came and they, they searched me out and then it has me the opportunity to actually do what I'm doing. And it's based off of who I am as an individual. And that's mm-hmm. a key yeah. that people are getting. You can't, I can't fight with the prices with some of these places and I can't, yeah. I can't give some of the services that maybe they can do, but nobody can be Phil just like nobody can be whatever other pharmacist that's right. out there. You have I- 
I feel like your approach kind of goes back to Gittimer's little red book of sales. People don't like to be sold, but they love to buy from people they trust. And social media is a huge trust builder. Yep. Yeah. And and that's the key is you got to go out there and whatever, whoever you are, whatever you are, if you can be you, then you can, you'll find people who like you. I Mm -hmm. think people always say, oh, TikTok is, or I hate it when people say they're like TikTok is, or Instagram is. And I always look at them, shake my head. Instagram and TikTok isn't anything. You just go be you and the people will find you. Mm-hmm. And then even if you had 700 followers, those 700 will come miles away to see you. Mm. Yep. Well, and I love that you're, um, you had a couple other posts. Um, the Valentines, you're, not all of them are patient focused or, or advice. They are also, you know, you have fun. You don't, you show you don't take yourself too seriously. And the Valentine's post, I loved it. The love letter to my wife. So y'all been married 25 years. And 25 years. And she, uh, Congratulations. Yeah. And I thought that was just beautifully said that, you know, the pandemic, it did cost a lot of relationships. And we saw that in, in a lot of like stars. It's like, whoa, we never thought this couple would ever break and livers. up. livers. Don't forget livers. Yes. And it's cost us yeah. our livers. Um, <laughs> Well, that's part of it too. When you set up stuff to do, they, you, if you want people to like you, you have to be willing to show yourself a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, um, that leap of saying, look, I'm a pharmacist. I never sleep. Like I get sitting up in the middle of the night. I never sleep. You would think that might be like going to a a barber with a bad haircut, but really what it was is people came in and even when then you told them, Hey, your Ambien's not going to do the job. They know, you know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's, if you're going to get on there, if you're genuinely yourself, there are a hundred thousand people that'll accept you and four that'll decide that they want to make fun of you. It's not as scary that way as you'd think it would be. Yeah. So how'd you and your wife meet? So I came up here to Logan to go to school and I had, um, somebody wanted me to tutor them in, um, in chemistry. And I really hated tutoring people uh-huh. because it took them a lot longer. Teaching versus understanding are two different things. Right. So yeah. I would be done with one subject, on to three, past it, and he'd want me to come back. So to get away from that tutoring job, I took a job delivering pizza. So I said I didn't have any time. And so the <laughs> first day I walked through the door to go deliver pizza, um, there was a schedule. There was a swinging door, and there was a schedule right behind it. I walked through the door, and my wife was standing right there with two other coworkers. And then she flipped around right when I walked through the door. And that's right when I met her, all because I didn't want to tutor somebody in organic chemistry. I walked through that door and then we, we worked together for a while. And then she's been patient enough with me to get me through school and 19 years of trying to run your own store, which is like having a second wife for sure. So, <laughs> yeah. So we have four boys. Four boys. Yeah, so this is four nasty. How many kids? Holy smoke. So wow. four boys. what are the boys? How old are they? What are they up to? Uh, I've got my my oldest boy is 20 and he's just got into an adaptive program, which is a program for kids that have some developmental delays inside of USU. Okay. And then I've got a 16 year old and he's in uh, high school right now. I've got a 14 year old just getting ready to go into high school. And then my youngest is 12 and Finn is going to be moving into junior high next year. So they're just kind of plugging along. So any, um, what would be uh, any marketing advice for other independent pharmacists? You'll find your crew. You will go out there and be you. I don't care how boring or how unexciting. If you go be you on there, 
people will attach to you and then they're your patients. You don't have to fight for them forever because they find you. It doesn't matter what you do, how much you do it. If you go out there and make fun of yourself because you have to mow your lawn exactly the same and you do it at high speed in your smock, there's going to be some guy out there that thinks that that OCD That's lawnmower me. farmer That's my spirit that animal. me. Yep. I am going to go watch him. Or So a lot of people think you want to go out there and be exciting. I do a lot of rock climbing, a lot of canyoneering, all this stuff, but I don't like to showcase any of it because that doesn't say anything to anybody. You've got to go out there right. and find out. Like the whole monster in Maylanta, Maylanta thing. I mean, I drink a monster every morning and it gives me heartburn every morning, right? right? So you find something that's just interesting, that's just you, whatever it is. Even if you're following smaller, they'll follow you just because you are who you are. So don't let anybody tell you to do things and then they'll, your customers will find you. They're so funny too. Oh, they get so excited when they find out you're weird like they are. Oh, they love it when you're weird like they're they weird. are. Yeah, we started, we almost did it. We said, hey, we should do a mean tweet too. So we should yeah. take some of the haters and have you read them on here and respond to them. Like I oh, think there's one so lady many. who called you a grifter. She's, yes. oh yeah. You remember that? The, just the, recently. Yeah, just recently. Yeah. That was the most yes. recent one. And like, I looked through hers and I was like, you're just, you're just kind of crazy. Well, they do, they do hate likes. And so that's yeah. the other thing I would tell people is if you've noticed on mine, I've tried to keep everything upbeat. Anytime I answer anybody, I try to say, okay, you have a right to your opinion. Right. You right. don't like that I said this. I'm glad that you're wise. I'm glad that you found things. I'm glad mm-hmm. that you looked. Yep. And what I find is the more that you put out good on the platform, the more good that comes back to you. Yep. If you go negative, good yeah. luck. Your whole group is going to be wanting to complain and it's going to be a negative platform and then you'll never want to open it. Yeah, and that's the, you, you know. You, that's the, if you're, you, when you're throwing dirt, you're losing ground. Yeah, I, I found an interesting, there was a, a, a Bugs Money uh, once where, uh, or uh, Looney Tunes, and they showed pictures and the they were walking their dogs and the the owner looked like the dog. <laughs> Right. They yes. managed to. And and we'll go into some businesses where all the staff's like the owner. The owner's negative. Yeah. The staff's negative. And, and, it, and it's funny how things flock together. And there are people who love a negative, mean podcast, a TikTok kind, and they follow that. But you got a bunch of negative, mean followers. Right. It, it so, trickles down. It trickles down in your day. Yeah. And, and that's the kind of people you attract and you might have a big following, but you're right by being positive and responding positive. That's the people you're going to attract. And and I think right. that's the people in your business that you want to. And if you're weird, you're going to attract the weirdos. But and then you're comfortable when the weirdos come in. Yeah. Like it's great. It's you're your people. surrounded by your own people. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I also think it's interesting because you bring this up. The way in pharmacy, we've been like a bunch of crabs in a pot for years now. We kind of dig at each other, in particularly the independents. We're always stealing from each other. We're always fighting with each other, but we do it all over. You know, if we could somehow quit picking at each other in the pharmacy world, can you imagine being able to go in and say, hey, we need a $4 dispensing fee nationally mandated so we get more money than a cup of coffee when we fill your digoxin? Right. I mean – that we need. And so that's the other thing I've really tried to do is I would love to support any pharmacist anywhere. I want to get in a place where I can go out and say, okay, let me come out and show you this little teeny piece on how to market. I'll come out with my 800,000 viewers and I'll show you what I do and see if I can help you and go to Louisiana, go to Maine, go all over the place and start showing people that pharmacist value can be so much more. Yeah. A number of people who have no clue what a pharmacist does in social mm-hmm. media it was astounding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Are you planning on coming to our show, The Connect, in, in Nashville? 
I'm, I, if I can make it, I've got two other speaking engagements. I'm trying to get it to where I'd rather go to independent far and just in, in different pharmacies. But I want to do the shows too. But I yeah. want to actually go see people's stores because we all float on these little islands and we we're mm-hmm. worried about telling anybody anything. And I would love to get out there and say, okay, we don't have to do that. Look at look how cool you are compared to your your neighbor four well, miles down. Let's look at both of you. So that is absolutely what Connect is all about, is connecting you with entrepreneurial-minded pharmacists like yourself. And and there's so many interesting conversations and connections that are just made there that are like, how are you doing this? Oh, yeah, and I'm doing it. Well, how are you managing this? And how are you navigating these waters? And there's just a lot of those conversations that happen at Connect. And so that's what it's about. Is- yeah, the, the people who use our software – are, you know, people who go to our show say it's the biggest collection of entrepreneurial pharmacists in the country. And I think it would be a good promotion of your brand and what you're trying to do. Um, and, and maybe we could figure out a, a way to, to feature some segment or, or do some piece there that might be fun. Yeah. Um, I'm working on. Sounds on, like I need to come. I think you. Like I, I think it would be up. good for yes. what you're trying to do for sure. Yeah. And and build some relationships. Um, a lot. There's a lot of strong relationships there of of people who who we consider pharmacy leaders who help each other. Um, and 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 you have a neat little um niche. I mean, you've you've done a great. I mean, how an amazing story in such a short time. Yeah. Um, and you say you do speaking engagements. Is well, that, I just got invited to a few, so I haven't even done one yet, but I've got three of them lined up. So we'll see so how that goes. Where is me. that going to be? Um, I'm at IdeaShare, and I'm at Diversity RX, and then there's one other that I have as well. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's fun, though. I mean, it's, you know, the, it's, it, it's a fun little area that I'm in just because I took to it like a fish to water. And so now when somebody calls up and says, hey, can you look at my stuff, I'll look at it, and I'll say – yeah, but like you got to change this and I already know you like this thing. So take this idea, twist it and add that to it. And it's been so much fun, the creative side of it, mm-hmm. that that's what's fun for me. And then and then all of a sudden you're like, now make sure you show other people, because I think is overall, if we could become more available, everybody is better in pharmacy. Yeah. OK, so here's a, a harder hitting question for you. Um, so. I mean, you're obviously in social media, you're only targeting a central, a, a specific age demographic. What about the other age demographics? Um, how are you reaching out to them? Um, you know, the funny thing about the social media is um, I thought it would be very much millennial based, the mm-hmm. millennials that would be, I was reaching out to. Yeah. Um, on, on Instagram, I think I have more grandmothers than I do yep. their granddaughters. Mm-hmm. Like it, they share each other. I thought it would be limited, but I have more that are over the age of 60 than I do that are under the age of 20 that yeah. are following. So, and TikTok has gone, the average age on TikTok has gone up by seven years in the last year, meaning that the user is now seven years older than they used to be. So we parents are chasing them off their platforms of what oh, we yeah, do, we right? <laughs> they start out with Facebook. We came on and then they left. So they went we followed Instagram. Instagram and now they left. Yep. Now they're at TikTok and we're chasing them to TikTok. So um, we, we tried radio ads. I honestly didn't find a lot of success that way. Yep. Um, for yeah. 18 and a half years, I didn't pay any money for advertising. I just did me as good as I could. And so I, I actually have gone out from reaching other groups and come back into social media because I can do a post for free. Yep. Yep. And I will have 200,000 people see it by the end of the day, even I if mean, they're not local. I mean, does anybody listen to radio anymore? I mean, everybody's on like either no. Apple Podcasts or yeah. Rhapsody or Spotify or 
podcast there's that that's yeah. why i was excited about doing this podcasts are huge if you oh, do yeah. good podcasts yeah so so you say three to five people a day do you do anything any kind of measure of their demographic so those three to five customers you're adding a day that say they saw you on the podcast what's their demographic um you know what you get a lot of is you get a lot of um kids that are taking care of their parents are the ones that i'm getting the most of so I'm getting a lot of the prescriptions for the very for the ones that are the older age group, but they're mm -hmm. coming in because the kids that are taking care of them are done trying to manage all that elsewhere. Yeah. So they'll come in and say, huh. take care of my mom and dad's I, meds. I could definitely see that. No, that's, yeah, that's something I didn't think about. You know, this whole more of a caregiver yeah. generation. Oh, yeah. I, I could definitely see that because, I mean, like I try and line my grandmother out with, you know, and she's for, for some reason, 83, 85 years old, she's doing it right. Not on any medication, but she does take like daily supplements, but she's not on any medication. Um, but I try to line her out with, you know, Hey, there are some pharmacies that could probably put this in a, in a pouch for you. And then you just tear off your daily pouch. Um, yep. and then the same with my mom and she's on a lot and I'm like, let's find a doctor, a pharmacy that that's doing like the Parada or Art Safe, the packaging, and just put all your stuff in and then make it easier. Cause she carries around like a gallon Ziploc bag. Oh, right. But I mean, it's also like other supplements that she gets from what my dad calls her voodoo doctor. <laughs> There's a lot of those around. The witch doctors is what we call them around here. So, <laughs> so what's next? What are you doing? So you're doing some speaking stuff. What's next as far as you've been really successful on the TikToks and you're doing about what's the frequency? I do you do you have a march? Uh, TikTok TikTok's a beast. You have to you have to post daily on on TikTok. It's a beast. You okay. have to TikTok to stay anywhere. And the algorithm just changed. And so every time the algorithm changes, it takes me about two, three weeks to really get a feel of how it changes. They look for certain things in the posts. Okay. Mm -hmm. But you can figure it out by what hits and what doesn't. Um, Interesting. Instagram's been a little bit more very very consistent. And to be honest, the Instagram crowd is where I get more interaction. I probably spend an hour a day just messaging back and forth. Right now, I think I have over 4,000 messages I haven't got to on oh, Instagram. Wow. wow. Well, and Instagram so, just added the algorithm kind of similar to Google where you can start doing keyword targeting. And you get a lot of that. So then mm -hmm. when somebody does come in, they'll say, I just spent an hour and a half watching every one of your posts. Oh, wow. So um, I have, I actually have um, a infomercial that was been offered to me to so go do an infomercial just recently. So they had me send in an audition tape for the infomercial. I just, I like being a pharmacist. So my hope is, is that I can augment my income from this enough that I can hire and pay my employees better so I can do what I want to do for another 20 years, the way I want to do it instead mm -hmm. of working. I think I've had four days off since July and I'm sure there's a lot of people that can understand oh, yeah. that. Like it, it's just the margins are so tight. I would like to find a way to increase the type of product that I want to sell with the margin that I want to by using social media to bring people aware that we can do supplements, that we can do things that I don't, you know, you sell a furosemide and you get 98 cents. You're never going to be able to keep your doors open on that. But if mm -hmm. I can have them come and say, wait, Phil was talking about a supplement and they can come in and I can sell the supplement the way that GNC is. Well, now I can choose the audience that's coming in. Right. And 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 now I'm marketing to a, an audience I wasn't marketing before, and all I had to do was just hold it up for a second while I had slime flowing down, and then I sell 17 bottles the next day. How is uh, how do you feel about probiotics? 
it's still, I think that probiotics have a place in therapy for sure. Yeah. Like they really do. And the range and price make people confused because you can get the acidophilus for $3. And then there's some of them that are $200. And I like, I like the idea that you can go out there and say probiotics, what are you treating it for? And then when somebody comes in and says, Hey, you were talking about slow gastric emptying and you talked about one that had enzymes and probiotics. Now all of a sudden they're looking for the product that I had because they saw it instead mm -hmm. of wandering around a health food store. Right. So that's, you're, you're talking my language there because yeah, I'll get their amoxicillin and make 37 cents. But while they're in there, they're like, I saw you do this one and I can sell them at a lower price than the health food store, something that works just as good and make $8 off of that. So now I don't lose money by putting a label on their amoxicillin. Yeah. And that's a, you know, we, we added a feature in, in pioneer that prompts the point of sale clerk if you turn yeah. it on and says, hey, they're an antibiotic, you should recommend a, a probiotic. And 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 some of the uh, pharmacists I've talked to said, yeah, it's a good idea. I just, I, I feel like they're worried I'm a grifter, right? That I'm upselling yeah. them. How do yes. you, what would your answer, what would you, the pharmacist that told you that, yeah, I think they should get an antibiotic. When they get an antibiotic, they should get a probiotic. But but I feel like my patient feels like I'm upselling. What would what would your advice be? Well, you, you don't want to sell it to them. You want to ask them how they feel about it. Okay. So that's the bigger deal. Say, hey, you're getting an antibiotic. Uh, what do you think about probiotics? And you leave it. And people who want probiotics are going to ask that next question to mm -hmm. you. It's not a matter of saying, going around the corner and saying, well, here's my new product. Right. You don't need to do that. Yeah. What you got to do is you just look at them and say, okay, look, this is the third antibiotic your kid's been on. How do you feel about bro probiotics? And that gives you an access to educate. Yep. Then if you sell or don't sell, you educated them and they know, wait, there's a pharmacist who will take two minutes to talk to me about what I think. So even if you don't sell them the probiotic, they're like, wait, he'll talk to me. Yep. And that's a huge thing right now. People don't have access to anybody to talk to. So I like the cues as long as you use them right. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of trust in your profession where I'm like other patients, patients will come in and they'll say, Hey, I'm taking this should I be taking other things with it? Or it makes me feel this way. What should I do for the counter? You know, there, there's a lot of trust in your profession. It, but there's got to be this coaching. You know, you have a, a pharmacist who knows something and believes it's the right thing for a patient and a patient who needs it. Right. But they're afraid to tell the patient that they need this thing because so much in the world is, is the upsell, right? Would you like right. to supersize those fries, right? Would you like the, right. the that kind of thing and, and figuring out how do you, how do I help them? I mean, even I, I saw a study like two days ago that they think that colon cancer, uh, that younger and younger people are getting colon, colon cancer and that that's a, that's a big, probably gut health is the problem there. And that, you right. know, young people are taking a lot more antibiotics than they used to be. And your gut health is getting out of the, out of whack and you're having, um, you know, we had a, an employee who passed away from colon cancer at like 40 or 42. Yeah. 42. Um, and you, nobody would have got screened at that young. No, it's, it's all about how you approach your patients. So if you're going down there with the goal to try to make $70 off them, you're going to come across as a grifter. If you're going down there to learn more about them and you're using the cue to say, how's your gut? Because people want to talk about poop, and infections and but they don't want to say it to a real person so like when i do a, a post on it they now all of a sudden wait this dude will talk about poop so then they're coming in and they're like hey can i ask you about this so in the same way every pharmacist can use the cue for the probiotic mm -hmm. as an excuse to go down and find out about their patients you don't have to sell them anything yep 
But every chance you get to go in and say, how's your stomach with all of this? Now, all of a sudden, you're not a guy selling. You're a guy who cares because pharmacists do care. That's the reason why they don't want to sell them things. So I like the cues. I don't think I would ever go down there with a bottle saying, here's what you need. But I think I would go down there really easy and say, how's your stomach? Or how, how overall are you processing are you doing all right? And then as soon as you're asking them how they're doing, people, if they, if they know you care, yeah, they'll pay yeah. $5 more to come back to you or walk up the stairs. You know, this pharmacist was like, you know, I think what we need is a, is, is some kind of brochure or some kind of plaque, <laughs> you know, something that, something they can hand them and show them. I'm like, that's that, that, that passive. That's exactly no, you know, it's passive. I, and nobody I, I, I feel uncomfortable talking. It. Will will be uncomfortable. You know what you're saying. Be right. yourself. Be uncomfortable. You right. know. You could say, "Hey, I'm not super comfortable talking to people, but how are you doing with this?" I, I think you might. You know. I. You know. We recommend a probiotic when you take an antibiotic. And you do the same thing with your blood pressure. You do all of them. But I, so the cues with the probiotics, the cues with those things are an ex, are a good reason to remind us. We didn't come in here to put pills into a bottle. We came in here to talk to patients. And that's the biggest thing I like about those cues is if you just just putting pills in a bottle and going home, you're going to be unfulfilled. You got to go down there and say, how are you to people? And Un- that's a great cue to do. Unfulfilled. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, the other day, my parents had me set up from the beginning. So <laughs> The biggest thing that we've been talking to other pharmacists about is – and, and this has been the biggest belief is that if you want to grow your business, you need to get out from behind the bench. And you've totally debunked that by because you're behind the bench and you're bringing in new patients via social media and by being your weird, beautiful self. And they trust you. And so they want to they want you to be their their health coach. What other things are you doing in your pharmacy uh, to grow your business? Um, well, right now we're kind of hanging on, but we do we're like everybody else. We, we do the compounding. Because you have to be different. Yeah. And and when I do our compounding, um, there were already, I don't know, three or four people doing the hormone compounding. So we kind of found a different niche with our compounding. We do a lot more of the ENT stuff um, just because you got better at that. So we, we take care of that component. We, we do do the specialty packaging and the delivery like everybody has to. We do both of those things. Yep. But if you really want to get out from behind the bench, when you're, you've got to be able to have relationships. So I'm in a town with 80,000 people and I can't get through the supermarket that has its own pharmacy without somebody stopping to talk to me because I, at some point we started a conversation. So if you want to grow your business, you have to become integral to the community that you're in. And then when you're integral like that, if they have a vested interest as you as an individual, then you have to be brave enough to say, hey, our business is not doing where we want to be. Is there anything I can do better? And it's amazing the response you get when you ask people, what should I do better? And then it grows. Like I can go up to somebody and they're like, hey, I'd love to come to you, but my mom, and they'll tell me the story. I'm like, well, how can I do that better? Next thing you know, they're bringing three people in for you just because you took interest in their lives. Not only did he get out from behind the counter, he did it virtually. So he did really get out from behind the counter. He just did it. Uh, in the in the virtual world, how many hours a day do you spend on that? Uh, with the questions, maybe an hour, sometimes less. Yesterday, I shot three posts and took half hour total. I just have to do the editing on them, but most of the editing you can do yourself; they're pretty easy. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, I less less than an hour. Um, Sunday, I spent two hours. Uh, Saturday, I took about fifteen minutes. I can actually shoot posts fast. P- and posts where do you get your easy. ideas? Where do you get your inspiration? 
I, I've always been a weirdo. Like it's not been fish stuff. And it's always been a weirdo. <laughs> so you don't and think, the best, you don't think, Oh, tomorrow I'm going to run out of ideas. Uh, you know, you don't because you walk through the door and there's so much. Well, some of us, I mean, besides the fact that you have a lot of content just in your pharmacy alone, but um, some of them he's answering patient questions. Oh yeah. And so he'll have the little bubble up top that go, this is the patient question. And, and he'll respond, great, crest, great question, and he'll start going, so here's the things that I would That's true. I would do. That's true. If you get a lot of followers and people are asking you questions, a lot of material, and just responding uh, to their question, they're like, oh, Phil responded in a, in a, in a TikTok to me. Yep. Yeah, and they do that a lot. Like they'll, you'll, they'll send you stuff they want you to do, but then it's also important for them to know who you are. So some of the posts are easy. Like you just lean on the counter and say, hey, I had a bad day today. Mm-hmm. And people respond to that. So. Huh. It's you got to become real to them. And so you split it up. And so it's not, I like the creative part part of it. So Mm -hmm. I don't see running out of ideas because right now I don't care if people listen or they don't. I got my favorite posts. Nobody watch like some of my favorites. They don't. So what is your favorite post? There's one with a little kid up the street where it's uh, we're in Goblin Valley and I talk about motion sickness. And I just pick up this kid and I spin him around and then we talk and then why we're both super dizzy and like tipping around trying to do, I tell him the difference between Dramamine and, and Meclizine and he's like falling over and I'm picking him up and it's really fun for me, but nobody else like really liked it, but that's part of creating too. And that's all of, you know, you think, Oh, this one didn't hit. I'm so nervous. And, and now I don't even care if it hits or doesn't hit because I, I know the four people who wanted to hear it are going to come in. Right. So you have to like the creating. So you have to find something you like doing. If you like knitting, I swear there's an audience just to watch you knit. They will watch you knit for hours. um, I would would suggest maybe not doing the gym stuff just because there's 7,000 people doing the gym one. But even if you do, you can still – there's still an audience there. So So it's just funny. It's just be who you are and then you don't run out of ideas. You just have to be you that day. So one of my favorite TikToks, it was hitting around uh, the fi- the finals right before winter. I don't, I may have sent this to you, but I, the, sometimes the interestings of these TikToks and the social media is the comments. That's like yes, the oh, best sure. part. And this one was a teacher that was about to hand out the final. And so he told his class, okay, if, if a professional sports team replies to this, it, replies to this post then I'll will out the TV then we won't have the final and everyone gets a hundred and like every professional sport like all like NFL every NFL team was responding the Olympics were were responding Uh, and some of them their comments were just so epic like roll that TV out teacher like um, get start writing a hundreds and just all Uh. that and like one sport was like does this counts as a sport? It was like the cheerleader team. It was one of the cheerleading teams for the football team. And um, it was just so. Was that a marketing class? What was he trying to make a point? With no, the dog? It, was, it was, was just trying to go viral. No, you, yeah. you saw it too. It was I like a junior. My wife showed it to me. Yeah. It was like one of the, he was like a junior high or high school teacher. And he goes, if just any professional team and the Olympics responded, huh. um, it was just, it was awesome. What are your, uh, so what's your wife think about the whole TikTok thing? She can't watch them. She doesn't like the mean people. She, the, the trolls get at her. Oh. So she'll watch it and then she'll delete it. And then she watches it and then she deletes it. And then she'll come in and she says, your TikTok's driving me crazy. It makes me so nervous. And then <laughs> it just back and forth. Um, and she keeps showing me this um, TikTok of a 
uh, a wife who's been posting, doing really well. And her husband came on and she said, hey, have you ever watched any of my TikToks? And he said, no. And then, then she said, well, why haven't you watched them? He goes, because everybody's mean out there. And so my wife's kind of the same way. She's like super mama bear when right. people say mean things. Mm-hmm. And then I have to turn to her. I'm like, yeah, there's maybe 100,000 people that said mean things. There's 4.2 million who said nice things. And so it's kind of one of those things. So I, I only show them to her after I'm finished. I don't like it's already been posted before she even sees it. Okay, I think but, the more important is how do your kids yeah, feel about, about it? Yeah, I was about to think that. What about that's, the boys? That's, my 16-year-old's the only one that, like, I have to pass some of them, pass my 16-year-old, because he, uh, he'll he come home and tell me that he's had too many girls telling him that his dad's hot. <laughs> oh, he, no. he doesn't want to hear that anymore. <laughs> so I have, to run him past, I have to run him past my Eli before I can put him out there. But the boys knew the situation. Like, your kids know what's going on at work. And they knew that we were in a situation. So they understand. And, you know, as a family, we came together and said, hey, this is who we want to be. I have to start doing things different. And they have been really supportive because they understand the importance of the pharmacy to the community and understanding what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. My kids are actually super sweet. I'm, I'm glad I didn't get any like me because my kids are really supportive and nice and they want me to be successful. So they don't. They don't give me any ideas, and if I didn't do any more about things getting enlarged, he would be happy. So, <laughs> do they do they post on TikTok? No, my kids aren't really big on it. But we made T-shirts with a brand logo, and yesterday somebody had come, got our T-shirt, and was wearing it in the class with my son, and he didn't know that they were out and about. So now they're starting to see my a T-shirt with my face on it in their classroom. <laughs> so that's. I'm not so sure they're happy about that. I love it. I need a T-shirt. <laughs> we'll send you a T-shirt. It's funny. Because you have to make the brand presence. It's all brand presence. Yes, it absolutely is. Yep, I, so. I have to get a T-shirt, and then and then we have to get you to connect, and I'm going to wear that. Yeah, T-shirt I'm excited. So we should proudly we should do around. something. I, I think that's a win-win. We should definitely do something. Well, I'd be okay. glad to come. I'll say I've got a friend in Knox. I've never been to Tennessee, so I would need to come. That's where it's at, right? Mm-hmm. Nashville is yep. is a happening, growing place. Nashville, it's in Nashville. Yeah, yeah Nashville. I need to come oh, yeah. to Tennessee. I like I like people, and Nashville seems like it's full of good people. Yep. And I need to meet with more pharmacists, so. Because well, I want, I want to see all of us succeed. So I think they get, you know, I got no agenda. I just want to see yeah. pharmacists. There's plenty of room for all of us. We did quit picking at each other and come together. And I, I would love to see everybody on social media come out and do their own thing, and then in their communities. Yeah, I mean, it would be great to push that forward oh, rather than saying so many ideas. Like, yeah, I know. We'll, do, we'll do a Facebook Live with you there. I'm here with Phil's my pharmacist. I got yep. my Phil's yep. my pharmacist shirt. <laughs> My, my One of my technicians made a chapstick. He made his own blend of chapsticks and put my face on it. He wants to be to start selling those too. So. It's been funny, but the thing is, is all these silly little things, they create a brand presence in the 10 miles around your pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you, you know, I love it because people come in and they make fun of me. That's their first thing to do is make fun of me. But you know they're coming in to make fun of you because they have some level of connection with you. So, so, so Google search does has a local element to it, right? If you're if you create right. a Google ad that's at local, you're gonna get more local people. Does TikTok or Instagram have that? Is there is they gonna prioritize and you're gonna see TikToks that are um, more local to you? As far yeah. Instagram does, does for sure. I don't know Instagram, about yeah. TikTok. What about TikTok? No. No, not so much with TikTok, but TikTok's funny because I have somebody that lives like right there, like he's they're just right there mm-hmm. who got who found me because their sister in Missouri called them yeah. and said, "I think this guy's close to you." Right? And she yeah. didn't even know I was on TikTok or anything else. And so 
social media, you'll find a circle and they'll spread it amongst themselves. It'll get back to you. I had somebody in on the big island contact somebody in Salt Lake who knew somebody up here because they found me. So like that's how they found me. So And that's the way Facebook started is I found this funny thing. I'm going to share it with you and then you're going to share it with him. And then it's like, oh, wait, that person's next to you. And I feel like TikTok has really just blown that up because just the sharing across and the information and the funnies and all that stuff. But TikTok has really taken what Facebook started and has just blown that up to another now, he said he has a lot of success with Instagram, uh, their reels as well. Yes. Is that just duplicate yeah. content? You're doing exactly what you do on TikTok as an Instagram reel? No, or is it different? Some of them are the same and some are different. Instagram right now likes a little more refined look. TikTok, the best thing you can do is show up on TikTok with a mustard stain and, and a little crumb in your beard and just talk. Like they like the real gritty mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So it's, it's so, but that could change because you're like, you're getting, whereas, you know, Instagram, you go on Instagram and everybody's so pretty on there. I get on there and like, you can see I got stains on my smock and I got powder cause I wear a black one. So, and, and Instagram, I always get a little more self-conscious, but Instagram has more of the individuals who are the demographic that make decisions. TikTok comes to Instagram sometimes for that purpose. So they're, they're a little different and you'll find your format it's different for each person that you're looking after what you're doing. Some people need that long format that you get on YouTube because people like the YouTube and mm-hmm. they'll find their audience there. Each one of them is different. They each have but their own limitations. But they're not hard. Yeah. They're, not, they're not nearly as hard as you think they are to do. With your phone, you could, it, I could show anybody how to do one that would be successful for their own business in 10 minutes. Like yeah. they're not hard. It's then finding the guts to go out there and bear your soul to it and continue to embarrass yourself. That's where you have to So that's to what we should do, right? To connect, we should choose somebody from the audience and say, we're going to show you how to do this right here. We're going we're gonna to record a TikTok right now. Right. And we're going to come up with an idea and you're going to record a TikTok and boom. It, it, it's easy. I mean, my brain's always running with ideas. Like I, it's funny. I've got a list, a running list and it's now probably got – 400 ideas and I wow. forget and I'll put them on twice because I forgot I already put one on earlier and things like that. So um, I did one yesterday with a with a raw egg and a monster, but talking about how motility can be just as important as acid reflux. And I did I, the idea to cut to show, shoot was 22 minutes and done. Huh. What is um? so I saw recently TikTok's move to it. They're going to go to allow 10 minute videos, which I think is too long. Um, you're definitely losing me in the 10 minute time frame. Well, do you have a target for length? Um, right now, 16 seconds is the, the catch one. If you want to hit an FYP page, you got to be 15, 16 seconds. But if you're talking to your group, anything between one and a half minutes and three minutes, they'll listen to it as long as the information is good. You have to be on your game. But then once you get a following, they'll listen. I don't know. I have one that's on my Instagram that's like five minutes long that has what? 22,000 views, which just shocks me anybody would listen to me that long. Wow. Huh. You have to remove the barriers for each individual. So instead mm-hmm. of saying, okay, do a TikTok like this, you've got to bring somebody in and say, what are you comfortable doing? Yep. And there's there's an audience for what you do. You don't have to be something for TikTok. you just got to find you and then talk to the camera. Yeah. It's all about, it's all about finding ways to balance your life in a way that makes you happy. And that's what I hope some of this brings is a chance for me to have, I want to teach my kids how to run the cameras and then I can, mm-hmm. they have to come. And so I have to spend time with them because life just moves too fast for me right now. Yeah. Yep. Well, so there's one podcast that I'm listening to, um, in, in 
it's just a TV show that I used to watch uh, years ago, and now they've brought the actresses together to do this podcast. But anyways, they brought in a, they're bringing in some of the other castmates individually. And the one that I thought was, would definitely apply to this long story long. So this one character, his kid is wanting to do social media and do YouTube. And he's like, well, what's the goal? What do you want to do? And so now him and his son do these, well, I mean, really it's his son doing it. And he's just kind of in the background helping. But his son, who loves to geek out on history, is now taking it to, he gets to learn more about history and he gets to talk about it. And he has a YouTube channel. And so I'm actually, I was about, I just listened to that this morning. And so I was going to look for his YouTube channel, but there, it's a great opportunity to bring your kids in and teach them about, you know, the big, the big new scary world that is new and scary to us. And we're figuring it out and wrapping our brains around it is the social media, which these kids play around with all day. And I think that's an amazing opportunity is, you know, do you want to do your own and what do you want to talk about? Yeah. Let's pull out some mystery. So the, the show is One Tree Hill. Yes. And the podcast is Drama Queens. The podcast is Drama Queens. Can you imagine, though, a pharmacist out there who kid, whose kid wants to be doing social media and they do it to where you get to see that, that pharmacist child's personality going into the pharmacy and doing it for that. You would start watching that child because of the personality that's there and it would they could become the brand for that pharmacy that you're yep. in. So when you're talking about this stuff, yep. this is exactly what people want to see. They want to say, okay, look, he's got a kid and this kid is super cute. And I love this kid's personality. They'll come in to see the pharmacist just for this. Yep. This is exactly yep. what social media and does. If the kid was 100%. asking dad about poop, this would be right. the, they would, we right. have arrived, right? Absolutely. <laughs> or, or, you know, they, they start talking about a menstrual strike cycle with a child. Can you imagine their face? If you like brought up to a 12 year old talking and trying to talk about menstrual cycles and what you need to do. And that kid's face is twisting and, and the audience <laughs> is loving the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. This is, and that's, you don't even have to sell them anything. They just now want to be part of what you're doing. Oh yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, that's what we do to Mark is Mackie and I'll be having a conversation and he's like, what are y'all talking about? She's like, our monthly cycle, leave it us alone. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'm out. He's like, yeah, I'm rolling. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm rolling on. <laughs> see, you do that kind of stuff and they come in and they see the fun. Um, we started playing pranks on each other in the pharmacy and we started trying to tape those just fun things. They, they, people like being connected now and yeah. this is a good mm -hmm. way to do it. Oh, that'd be a fun April fool's post yeah is pranks in your pharmacy oh. well there's a there's a mouse trap that gets hidden around and lots of fingers have been snapped by it oh, so. no. oh no i'm <laughs> looking forward to seeing that one thank you so much for joining us today um i can't wait to actually meet you in person in a couple of weeks when we're up in utah it'll be fun there's there's a couple other you know that it'd be fun it'd be fun to show you that uh, talk about some of the other people in town too because the other independents in town and they're great guys too. So I love talking. You have yep. a couple others that use you up here too. Mm -hmm. Nice. So, you know, they're yep. good guys. So thank you and congratulations on your success. Well, thank you so much. Just super cool what you're doing and, and, and super cool your desire to spread it to others. And we're, we look forward to uh, following you. Maybe we'll do a follow-up here in about a year and see how that's progressed and have yeah. you connect and, and just kind of get to, hopefully we'll get to enjoy just a little bit of the thrill of this journey with you. I really, so. really am glad you had me on here. This is, this is great. Yeah. I, it's fantastic. It's awesome meeting you. And, uh, thanks again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you get your podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help us reach more pharmacy professionals like you.